Do the Dallas Cowboys make the right decision extending Terrence Steele? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Lena, we got a bunch of news to talk <laughs> about this week for the Cowboys. It, it, it never fails. They always give us a ton of content. Uh, but we got a game to talk about for yeah. Sunday against the Giants. But before we even get there, the Dallas Cowboys have agreed to a five-year extension with right tackle Terrence Steele. Worth up to, I think I saw the number was $91 million, $50 million guaranteed. What was your initial reaction when you heard about the signing? Uh, you know, just I, I could not stop thinking about how this felt like the most well-earned contract that the Cowboys have had in a long time. I mean, I think in the sense that Terrence Steele has worked as hard as anyone in recent memory to, you know, get him to a place where he deserves a contract like this to get him uh, back healthy from a a brutal injury last season. Um, I I just, when I think of Terrence Steele, I think of a guy that is just like the most incredibly hard worker on the team. Uh, So I I, I think, wow, how deserving. I'm, I'm super glad of, of, if anyone is going to get this bag, you, you feel like a guy that was an undrafted free agent thrown into the fire as rookie season, uh, and to, for him to come to where he is now and, and where he's considered to be now, uh, he's come a really long way, and, and he's certainly earned all that money. Yeah, he's earned it. I, mean, I think one of the reasons why the Cowboys were so comfortable giving him this yeah. extension and this much guaranteed money is because of, first of all, the type, the kind of worker he is. Even before yeah. the ACL, ACL injury, he was routinely – one of the Cowboys' hardest workers. Mike McCarthy praised his attitude, you know, before. So I think, again, that's one of the biggest reasons why. And I think they feel like he's an ascending player yeah. even after the injury. Um, however, we talked about a potential Terrence Steele extension was that a week ago, two weeks ago. And you and I were kind of projecting on how much we thought he'd make. I thought he would get like around $13 million. You You hit it almost dead on, right? Like 17, 17 and a half million. I do wonder if this is a little premature, right? Because 2020 was, yeah, 2020 really struggled. 2021 got better. 22 having the best year of his career, now an ACL injury. I thought they had this really cheap contract that they could have continued just to play off of and see what it looked like this year. But it's clear the Cowboys view him as a long-term high-end starter at right tackle. Yeah, and I I think the other thing too is that they had an opportunity that to kind of continue to make it reasonably cheap if they they feel like this is an ascending player. And look, I, I think what we've seen is that let's not make it out to be like Terrence Steele was some you know scrappy unathletic guy who's you know worked hard and that's why he's on. I mean, he is physically gifted. Like you know, he has incredible length and that sort of thing. But the reason he got undrafted was simply a skill set issue, not based on a, 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 his, a lack of ball of clay to be there, you know, if that, if, to use that, that sort of phrase. I, I, I think that what we see is an ascending player with, a, with a, you know, a body type that looks like he could be uh, 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 you know, making his way towards the elite of, of offensive tackles. 
Uh, and I think they took a gamble again a little bit early on him uh, to try to save some money on the back end of potentially of this deal on a guy that I, I think you said it, right? Like maybe you don't make this sort of gamble uh, on a guy that you, you are kind of so-so as a person or so-so wow, as a worker. <clears throat> yeah, 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 fair, right? Uh, but, the, but the difference is, is that this guy is like the if there's an elite trait that he has, it's his hard working. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, he built himself up to where he was, uh, and then he brought himself back from an ACL injury. Uh, I have no doubts that he'll continue to grow and get better. I mean, listen, this this clearly feels like Duke Mayweather's favorite player. You know, like and, and that and that if that doesn't indicate exactly how hard a worker this this guy is, uh, this is the kind of guy that you feel better about taking a chance on his upside because you know that he's going to squeeze the juice out of every opportunity he has. He's going to get every ounce of, of uh, uh, potential uh, kind of realized out of him. The other thing, if I had to counter my own counter or my own point, which I do yeah. not, um, yeah. a five-year deal gives the Cowboys a ton of flexibility here. So mm-hmm. I, I actually just saw the numbers from Todd Archer. Yep. The cap number this year has not changed at all. So they still have – a lot of cap space, quote unquote, cap space mm-hmm. this year. To me, this looks like a contract that's going to get like restructured and the money's going to move around a lot so that yeah. they can get some other deals done, whether it's the Dak Prescott deal, the CeeDee Lamb deal, the Micah Parsons down the road a little bit. Having that extra, that fifth year just gives the Cowboys so much flexibility here. And when you get to the end of that deal, there's no money guaranteed, I believe, on the last three years of the deal. The base salaries are like $16 million. So we get to 2027, 2028, an average right tackle is going to be making 22, 23 yeah. million a year. So yeah. that's one of the advantages the Cowboys have here. I think they gave up a little bit more guaranteed money than I was anticipating in exchange for an extra fifth year that just gives them more roster flexibility. Yeah, I actually was on one of the uh, Locked On shows earlier kind of talking about this contract, and and one of the things I said was, it, well, it's a classic Cowboys fi- five-year deal, right? And like, and the Cowboys are going to get the flexibility they want out of those five-year yeah. deals. They just understand how to do that. Uh, so, yeah, it feels like a win-win. You know, I, I think some people on the outside may view it uh, as an overpay, but I think anyone who's watched his game day in, day out the last year when he's been healthy, uh, you know, when, when he – there was a point when – him and Zach Martin were the best run blocking duo in all of football. Yeah. And, and, and the one play that the Cowboys truly were hanging their hat on throughout the, the middle part back into the season was duo to his side. So uh, I, yeah. I, I think that he has well earned this contract and, and I think it's a good deal for the Cowboys that will only get better as the years go on. Yeah. I, th- there's not much you can say here. You, we, you look at the right tackle market, go to over the Look at some of the other names that are right in that sixteen to eighteen million dollar range, and that's the same type of caliber player that Terrence Steele is. Whether it's who are some of the ones, Titus Howard was in there, yeah. Mike McGlinchey, who McGlinchey, Mike Parsons yeah. threw fifteen feet up in the air in the playoff yeah. game. Like that's just what these guys get paid, and I don't think the Cowboys wanted to wait any longer. What you've seen from them this offseason is they want to try to get done every contract that expires in twenty twenty four. Right, so they have the franchise tag available. They can't use it on CD Lamb, or sorry, they can't use it on Dak Prescott. They have the fifth year option for CD Lamb, so they're going to have some options going into next offseason now that they've locked up their right tackle. Yeah, they're trying to position all the chess pieces on the board to get ready for the Micah Parsons negotiation, which is 
you know, they're going to have to pay him the most money of any defensive player in history. So, And to me, it also looks like they're really trying to find a way to maximize this window, 2023, yep. 2024, because I'm going to keep mentioning it. They have almost every player that you want on this roster under contract for the 2024 season with Parsons, CD Lamb, Dak, uh, all your safeties outside of J. Ron Curse. Um, Brandon Cooks, I, I think Brandon Cooks got a new deal this offseason that locks him up. Like, you're pretty much set. Uh, Zach Martin got some more money. Yep. Like, it's this year, next year. Like, that, I think that's what the way the Cowboys are viewing it now. Like, this is your window. Yep, windows right open, and uh, and and after that, after after twenty twenty four, yeah, uh, twenty twenty five before the twenty twenty five season, you're gonna have some decisions to make uh, because I think if, if things think yeah, which is the way it should be set up. You know, put the pressure on these next two years. This is your window. We readjust and see how things are after twenty twenty four. And if you fall short this year, or next year, and you're not able to crack an NFC Championship game, and you're not able to make the Super Bowl, you probably need to start making some changes yep. anyways. Yep. You have the flexibility to do that. Landon, let's talk about some other offensive line news uh, out of Dallas this morning, which makes me a little bit nervous as we get ready for the Giants. We'll discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by Underdog. Football season kicks off this Thursday and there is no better way to get in on the action than with Underdog's Fantasy in their picking game. Just pick two to five players, select whether they're going to go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on kickoff night. Just watch the game, relax, enjoy yourself. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. It's legal in over 30 states. And I got to tell you, it is so much fun. If you want to build your dream team today, head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or use the website underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code LOCKEDON, not only will Underdog double your first deposit up to $100, but they will also have a Pick'em special that is live right now in their lobby. The deal is it's Patrick Mahomes to go over one passing yard for your pick to be correct. Remember, that is Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code LOCKEDON and use the link in the description. Or you can scan the QR code that's on your screen right now if you're watching us on YouTube. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. The Lockdown Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. The seven-episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Lockdown NFL hosts with added insights from our national experts, it's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every single episode on Lockdown NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Landon, let's talk about some news from Monday's practice. Cowboys left guard Tyler Smith tweaked his hamstring a little bit, had to leave practice, did not return. Uh, we got a report from Michael Gelkin and from Todd Archer that the Cowboys believe it's a minor hamstring injury. How concerned are you about his status going into week one? Well, I, I think it's more that we all need to start to transition to uh, injury resi- in-season injury resilience, right? Because this is going to start happening, right? Like this is different than training camp where uh, we we over over examine all the tweaks and over over concern ourselves with a lot of the uh, kind of minor stuff. When it comes into in season, like it becomes battle time, and they're gonna have to, they're gonna play through this. So I, I, I have concerns in the sense that I hope it's not affecting his play, 
but he's going to play. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's how I feel about it is that it's, I hope that they can kind of nurse it. So it's not bothering him too much, but you know, these are the kind of things that guys play through. Right. And the things that, that, that during training camp, during OTAs, we fret over, we don't want them to miss practice time, but in regular season, which is where we are now officially starting today, uh, it's, we have to, we, we keep an eye on these things, but we have to realize that this is the kind of stuff that, that guys are going to have to just kind of gut through. The good news is that this happened on Monday and not Wednesday or Thursday. The Cowboys are off for practice tomorrow. So at least it gives you another day or two to get ready. I imagine he's probably not going to practice on Wednesday. Maybe you'll see him ramp up a little bit on Thursday and Friday, but I think you nailed it. Like he, he's going to play. We'll see how much this affects him. I do think for offensive linemen and hamstring injury, isn't quite as, devastating as it is for like a cornerback or a receiver or a running back. But I, it is something that I'm going to watch. And if this limits him at all, it could be bad for the Cowboys offensive yeah. line because man, that, that giants defensive line with Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. Now they have cave Thibodeau. Like they are loaded up front and you really need to, your interior offensive line to be stout against the giants. Yeah, and especially you know if you want to have success in the run game, the, the Giants, despite all that you know, extra heft, and we'll talk about the matchups later. But uh, despite despite all that extra heft, the defensive line they they were not a good against the run last year. So you hope that Tyler Smith would kind of help uh, uh, help continue that trend for the Giants going into this first game. So you certainly are relying on him, uh, you know, and, and simply just because he is also your backup left tackle option oh. as well. So, uh, yeah, he, he's not one of these guys that you want facing a, a series of injuries early through the season. He, he, he I, I so badly want the Cowboys to have their starting offensive line at full strength for, like, one game. Just to see what, what it looks like. snap, right? honestly, at this point, right? Like, goodness it's gracious. Just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's frustrating that it seems like you can't get all five on the field at the same time. But that's just kind of the nature of the NFL, right? It's, yeah. it's really hard to keep all five of those guys healthy. Uh, let's say... Tyler Smith can't go or that he starts playing in this game and it's clear that he's just not 100%. Who do you think would fill in at left guard? That's a good question. I I, I wonder, you know, we, we just haven't gotten anything from Adoga. You know, like, I mean, where is he? I mean, he's I guess he's healthy. He's on the team. Uh, I'm assuming he practiced today. Uh, but I don't even know how much I saw of him on the left side recently. So uh is he an option otherwise i mean you know the the guy that immediately come the two guys that immediately come to mind are awesome richards or tj bass and um you know i i i went back and listened to tj bass interview and i think we don't need to worry as much about his uh uh playing on the left side it sounds like he's actually comfortable playing left guard he played left guard in, uh at community college before he was in left tackle Oregon. community college he, or, yeah, sorry, he left tackle at Oregon. At Oregon as well, yeah. Uh, so he, he he has no concerns about playing on the left side. So if we needed TJ Bass to be in there, maybe he's your backup left guard. Uh, I, you know, that's that's where things get interesting. That's where we don't really know exactly how the depth chart works at that point, right? Is it Austin Richards that goes in, or is it uh, TJ Bass? So it'll who be do you want it to be? I kind of think I want it to be TJ Bass uh, simply because uh, I think he's got a little bit more heft to him, a little bit more strength, especially against that Giants front. That's you know? exactly what I was going to say. I want a little bit stronger player in this game, especially at guard, right? I, I think yep. Austin Richards is better at tackle where he can show off his athleticism a little bit more, but there's some big boys in there for the Giants yep. at defensive tackle. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and you also, you know, I think – 
you're not as I mean, Dexter Lawrence is explosive, so you got to be careful. But you know, you, you're not as uh, concerned about lo- you know getting beat too much. Hopefully, inside you, you can kind of squeeze things a little bit and pass pro, maybe watch your splits. You know, um, so yeah, I, I just think that uh, I think it's probably TJ Bass. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Awesome Richards though. Um, but I think obviously, you know, the 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 hope here is that you don't need to even go to this plan and that you. Yeah. Uh, you you just have uh, Smith out there. You know what's interesting is 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 actually who is going to be uh, you know in this conversation who's actually going to be active on the roster. You know as far as are all is are both awesome Richards and TJ Bass. You know on, and Udoga on, and Udoga all scheduled to be uh, game day roster active players. I, I probably don't know, right. So. I mean at this point Mel- they probably would be right. I mean I think it's pretty common to keep eight offensive linemen. Uh, active. I know sometimes teams like to stretch it out to seven or so, but I think with Tyron Smith's injury history, with Terrence Steele coming off an ACL injury, with <laughs> Tyler Bath or sorry, with Tyler Smith now having a hamstring injury, it's probably the safe bet to just keep eight active and maybe go one short at wide receiver this week or one short at corner. You, you keep eight active. You still don't have a guy who can snap the football if if uh, Tyler Biotis gets hurt. So. You might well, have to go nine. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's 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 complicated, right? Because you almost feel like TJ Bass may be the guy that's the odd man out because because you need somebody who could snap the ball, being your swing interior guy. So it's it'll be interesting to see the, the status of Tyler Smith as the week goes on because I think this changes the angles depending on what percentage of of you know health he has by the end of the week. I mean, the Cowboys do have somebody who can snap the football, but he's like 250 pounds and he's your long snapper. But I don't think you want to do that. I don't think that's what the an option. Which is kind of funny that you can't even have those guys be in an emergency center. But there's so much to being a center other than just snapping the ball. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more. That's why. That's why those guys uh, are underappreciated, right? Is like if it was just about snapping the ball correctly uh, and getting in somebody's way. Uh, yeah, you just use your long, your long snap. Yeah, there we go. Uh, let's talk about some other players who could be in or out for Sunday's game against the Giants. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This time, it's Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears. If you need an undervalued running back to help give your fantasy football team a smoother ride into 2023, then you better be ready to draft Bears speedster Khalil Herbert. He's clearly the most explosive back to play off of Justin Fields as a runner and a receiver in the remix uh, committee, including Deontay Foreman and rookie Roshan Johnson. Look for Herbert to get the most high leverage touches working with mostly with Johnson in a favorable run heavy offense. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true for your vehicle with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories. For your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, uh, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle. 
the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for, for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back here to the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Landon, we've got some injury updates that I want to run through really quickly. Donovan Wilson, uh, back on the field, working with the resistance bands, not doing uh, anything in practice. Mike McCarthy said he did have a good workout this weekend. What do you think his status will be for week one? Yeah, they're clearly trying to target week one. I mean, that's basically been the plan since, I mean, he got hurt on the very, like the very beginning of the very first practice, if I'm not mistaken. So I I feel like they've been targeting week one this whole time um, and, and, and kind of, you know, slow playing or at least targeting towards that. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I, I think based on that, I, I, and based on the fact that he's seemingly kind of ramping up now, it, it does feel like hopefully they'll get him up and running for this game. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, you know, I, I think of, of all the guys that are on this list to me, like uh, since he's been kind of out the longest uh, with this injury, I feel like he might be the most kind of, good to go by the game if that makes sense simply because it was it, it wasn't a serious injury it, but it, it wasn't quite minor but he's had like a very gradual ramp you know yeah. so i do feel like they've ha- they've been able to kind of slow play this in a way that's good for uh his recovery and that he should be w- better for week one I, I just won't be surprised if he's one of the guys that is inactive in week one right maybe they'll try to get him practicing thursday friday Cause we saw this last year, like they like to give these players a full week of practice before they put you out on the field. Like they were very cautious to make sure that they keep these guys healthy by December. So while I'm not ruling Donovan Wilson out at all, I, I just won't be surprised if, Hey, this week is all resistance training. And then next week, if you can practice on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you'll be good to go. Maybe he doesn't even travel with the team uh, this week against the giants. They keep him at home, get him ready for week two against the Packers. Yeah, I would say that you know that it, that could be a possibility, especially if he doesn't practice tomorrow. You know, then then uh, I would say it's that you you're likely all right. It'll be interesting to see. I, I I think they have kind of slow played him, so I'm I'm hoping that this was just all part of the planned ramp up mm-hmm. and that they are getting him ready for you know full speed padded practice on was it usually Wednesday or Wednesday Thursday? Wednesday Thursday. Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, specifically, if he's not in the walkthrough tomorrow, and then definitely if he's not in pads on wednesday that i would say he would he would be out but i'm still hopeful all right we should mention sam williams who left uh last thursday's practice with a quote-unquote turf toe that was minor i don't know how turf toe can be a minor injury but he did not practice on monday he was in street clothes starting to get a little bit concerned about his availability for week one yeah i have a little concerned about sam williams i mean that's the one that i think of of these injuries as far as could potentially miss the first week sam is 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 you know at the top of the list. Uh, uh, the fact that he wasn't in practice at all in street clothes, um, you know, it, it could just simply be that they would like to get him off the foot, you know, yeah. and, and just kind of give it, it's just about, uh, you know, he doesn't need rehab. It just needs to be off of it for a little while, which is, which could make sense. Um, and if that's the case, maybe he does play. Maybe he gets back into practice Wednesday and he's fine. Yeah. But I would say that if we were power ranking these folks based on my concern, uh, you know, he's he's at the top of the list right now. 
I just wish Jerry Jones could call it, call up Roger Goodell and be like, hey, you know, we'll give him a one-game suspension this year rather than next year. Is that okay yeah, with you? Let's just, go ahead, let's just call it a one-game for right now. We'll, just, we'll do it right now. Uh, that's yeah. great. Uh, we'll see. I think he's another one where we'll see how his status is on Wednesday and Thursday. Guy was probably are trying to keep him off the field and off the turf as much as possible. A couple other ones really quickly. Dorrance Armstrong back at practice. Nashawn Wright out of the boot, which is good news, was in a jersey actually uh, no. on Monday. He's on the injured reserve list, which means he can't come back until week five. But it does feel like once he's eligible to return, Nashawn Wright should be ready to practice and play if the Cowboys need him. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks good. You know, if, if if he's already out and kind of out of the boot and moving around at this point, that that's a good sign that you know by the time that his uh, allotted time is up, that he'll be ready to just kind of step right back into practice and, and get back into the swing of things without too much you know delay after that. So, uh, you know, I I think for the most part with Wright, uh, to be honest, like if all things being equal, he probably would have been ready to play next week or the week probably. after that. But because of the, all the roster mechanisms that are required and trying to get everyone on the roster, IR was obviously the best choice for him timeline-wise. They probably don't need him before he comes back in the IR. That's why he's going to get a couple extra weeks to kind of get over this while he's uh, waiting for his time to return. You know it's football season when Landon and I are talking about injuries and how quickly these guys are going to be able to come back on the field and Wednesday practice and what to look out for on Friday practice. It's a good time. We're back, it's a good baby. Time. We're back, baby. We're back. We are, we are officially back. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lifetime Cowboys your first listen every day. And every day, we're going to have a busy show this week. Landon and I are going to answer uh, your Twitter questions. We'll probably do that tomorrow. Let's answer Twitter questions tomorrow. Let's do that, yeah. We've got a crossover show with uh, Patricia Trena uh, of Locked on Giants coming later this week. I can't wait. Then Landon, you and I are going to preview this Cowboy Giants game on Friday. So, Make sure you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out the show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.